Hey, it's Caitlin. Hey, it's Abigail. Welcome Welcome to to The Gutsy Gutsy Truth. We believe that change is easier when you are not alone. Through practical advice, personal stories, and expert insights, we offer strategies, empowerment, and a supportive community for you to turn to for guidance and motivation on your journey to living your best life. Let's dive in. Friends, we are back this week and we are talking about something big, something important, boundaries. Dun, dun, dun. Boundaries. Um, <laughs> yeah, the thing that we talk about, but you're not necessarily always the greatest at. So we're not perfect at it no. <laughs> by any means, but we understand the importance of it and mm-hmm. something that I think is just really, again, yeah, just important and something we wanted to talk about because we're passionate about you living a gutsy life. And I think yep. part of that is setting boundaries. And so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's, let's talk Here's about what we this. Have to say about that. <laughs> so why are boundaries important, Abigail? Because it's important. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's so important and so many different assets, but really it's to protect yourself. Yeah. It's to protect who you are, who you are as a, a yourself, as a friend, as a spouse, as a parent, as a coworker, as all the above. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't set boundaries, what ends up happening is you get basically walked over mm-hmm. in all aspects of life, whether that's intentional or non-intentional. You don't stick up for yourself in any ways. You don't yep. advocate for yourself. And you eventually lead to burnout in some area or multiple areas of your life, which yeah. then can lead to resentment, anger, and a whole big downward spiral of nothing of not goodness. Yeah. So all of that. <laughs> yeah, not okay. So yeah, really it's about to me, boundary setting boundaries is about respecting yourself in the utmost way you can. Um, because if you don't set those boundaries to protect yourself, then you can't show up as your best self for you, for your partner, for your family, for your friends and all the above. Yeah. And I think part of it too, with setting up boundaries is is knowing what, where your priorities are, like what Mm -hmm. they are and like, are you dedicating time to them? Mm -hmm. Because if, if you're just, if you have no boundaries and you're just doing whatever you want, whenever you want, and just also just listening and taking care of all these other things that might not be important to you, then you're going to, you're going to, stop at the end of the day and look back and be like, well, I didn't get to do all those things I wanted to do, Right. but it's because you're not making an effort to say, no, this is a priority for me. So mm-hmm. therefore I need to set boundaries around it. Exactly. Exactly. And actually I just, um, or a few weeks ago, listened to, um, Tracy Jones. She's been one of our guests mm-hmm. this season, yeah. but she had, um, an episode it's called mom guilt, but in it, she talks about flipping the narrative of how people view guilt and the way you kind of just said what you said just now reminded me of it. Yeah. So the importance of prioritizing yourself. Right. And so to me, she kind of described it in, in the terms of mom guilt, which made me think of boundaries is you're not going to look at your child when they're say in their twenties and say, because of you, I never got to work out and prioritize my health. Mm -hmm. No, you would never say that. So don't feel guilty about taking those 30, 40 minutes a day to prioritize your health. So you can show up for the best version for your kid, for your spouse, for everybody. Yeah. So if you flip that narrative almost, so instead of, and especially females tend to be the worst at it, is putting everybody else first right. and then caring for themselves. If you flip the narrative and say, I'm setting these boundaries because this is a priority, right. whatever this is, that could be health, wellness, um, you know, your time away from work, whatever, fill in the blank. Because if I don't do this, I don't become my best self. And if right. I'm not my best self, then I'm 
nobody's best self exactly yeah exactly so you just got to flip the script exactly yeah so the four areas we're going to talk about are boundaries and relationships in the digital age at work and then your personal and self-care boundaries as well so those Mm -hmm. we're going to dive into those so I guess like when it comes to relationships and this (laughs) is can be all relationships Mm -hmm. um whether that is um a significant other, your friends, coworkers, family, any of that. I think all of this definitely applies to it. Mm-hmm. But I think the big part about this is, um, especially with um, relationships that maybe aren't like your your main circle of of friends and family, mm-hmm. uh, is just how are those people, you know, pouring into you? Are they are they um, energizing you or are you drained from talking to them because you know every time you talk to them it's just oh woe is me oh Mm -hmm. you know now this is happening last week this catastrophe happened and now I'm dealing with this and it's like what kind of energy are they putting into your life and sometimes there's or taking away or taking away yeah Yeah. and sometimes there's gonna be people in your life that you just unfortunately have to deal with because whether you work with them or you're related to them or what it whatever it might Mm be but you can also set some boundaries about around it so that way you can not get like sucked into their negativity or their energy or maybe their values are completely different than yours Mm -hmm. and so you want to just limit your exposure to them in general yeah for sure um yeah with relationships 100 percent everything you just said and then like taking that into a deeper dive of rather than just like people around you that you might have to just deal with to deal with but you've got to um view it in a way that sets yourself up for success. And I say that like caveating off of what we were talking about earlier, but like if you know this one friend of yours, like you've been friends with and say, you're like, you know, we've kind of been friends, but we're not great friends, whatever. And every time I'm around them, it's more a one-sided friendship. Right. And it's very draining. So how can you set yourself up for success of life with that friend? Is it, You just drastically limit the time you have with them or you're only around them in like a group setting or whatever, or is it you make the hard call and they're just not your friend anymore? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes setting boundaries, I wouldn't say sometimes, a lot of times setting boundaries comes with some hard decisions that aren't comfortable, Mm -hmm. but could be best for you long-term. And so you have to learn to be okay with that potential short-term uncomfortableness for a long-term potential Um, I had a a roommate in college. She and I were really good friends. Um, we were in like the same organization together and then roommates for two and a half years, I guess three years, but it was definitely after about a year or so of living with her, I realized it was a very one-sided friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, she was always needing me helping do this, doing that, blah, 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 blah. And then every time I needed something from her, it was kind of like, I never got help in return or you know what I'm saying yeah. it was just a one-way street and so yeah she was still my roommate and we both had signed a lease for like a year and so for like a year I still had to be cordial and nice to her but I just distanced myself because it was just not something I needed to pour extra time or energy yeah. into um, and so yeah that was kind of awkward because we were like roommates but it was fine because I was still cordial yeah. <laughs> and all that but you've got to like really evaluate those things 
to what might be better for you. And that's good, a good reminder that there's going to be seasons of life where you do have friends and then as mm-hmm. things change or, you know, you grow, like you might not be close to them forever yeah. and that's completely okay. Totally fine. Um, but I think it's just acknowledging, I think the values part is a huge part of it too. Yes. Oh um, gosh, especially yeah. just in general, like if, if like for you and I, like it's, it's really easy cause you and I have a lot of the same values, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like how we approach life around food and, um, toxins and like yeah. how we want to live. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's easy for us because when we spend time to with each other, like we want to do the same kind of things, <laughs> yeah. right? So it makes it really easy. Right. Um, and so it can be difficult when you surround yourself with people that don't have those similar values. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just kind of, yeah, setting your, setting yourself up for success in those scenarios, whether that's okay, here's the amount of time that I can dedicate to that friendship or, um, the amount of time I'll, you know, support them or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also trying to balance that with the people in your life that, um, you know, you do want to spend time with because yeah. your time is limited. That's the yeah. one resource you're not getting back. No. Oh, um, gosh, and no. so you really need to just acknowledge that, you know, there's, there's people that you probably want to spend all your time with and there's people that you don't want to be around at all. So just kind of, you know, preparing yourself for, you know, how you can, navigate both types, both ends of those spectrums. Exactly. And when it comes to any kind of relationships, remember it's okay to say no. Yes. As in friends call up last minute, Hey, we're going out for drinks. And you know what? You might love those friends dearly, but you might just not have the energy to get off your couch that night. And you just needed a quiet night by yourself in your own apartment. Yeah. It's okay to say no. Right. I know because of social media and the way people live life today, there's extreme FOMO for every situation. But it's going to be fine because right. the the flip side of that is you get ready, you go out, you don't really want to go spend that money, you don't have fun, and then you're just even more tired the next day when you could have just simply said, no, thanks, I'll catch y'all next time. Right. And you have a nice night in. You can even, and again, this can get really hard and uncomfortable in certain situations because you can even say no to some family, mm-hmm. um, whether that's. I know it's a dramatic situation for whatever the reason is and maybe family past, you know, trauma or whatever. And you say, I'm all, I only can only, I can only spend a certain amount of days with you every year. Or instead of just going and spending a week at Christmas, I'm coming for three days and right. that's all I can give, whatever that might be. And again, I know this so much is way easier said than done because this gets really uncomfortable, especially if there are people you adore like family members or great friends. And, um, and so some, there's times you just have to limit the time with them. And then there's times you just kind of have to cut it off too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the gutsy thing to do is to know when, when to do (laughs) it and to do it. So, and I think this is easier for some than others. Like I tend to be, um, you know, try to try to keep the peace, um, with, with everyone. So I think that's, it's harder for me sometimes to mm-hmm. set those boundaries. Cause I want to be at such a, a peacemaker between yeah. different people. Um, so that's kind of a challenge for me mm-hmm. is, t- is to navigate that. And so just acknowledging like where your strengths are. Yeah. Um, and if you're not really good with that, then maybe lean on people that can help you mm-hmm. set those boundaries. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just another tidbit as well. Perfect. Um, so talking about relationships, we'll go a little broader, not like best friends and stuff, but, um, navigating boundaries in the digital age. Mm-hmm. So this could be, <laughs> this one's a, this is a big, a big thing to talk about, but 
Let's talk about social media first, specifically. So there's the very basic of how much time do you just spend on social media? Mm -hmm. Pretty sure everyone gets their weekly report. Yeah, from (laughs) from Apple. If you don't, I know you can look it up. (laughs) I know you can look it up, no matter what kind of phone you have. And it's depressing to see those numbers. Yeah, but you can't hide from it. Like You you can't. can't, Yeah. (laughs) You cannot hide from those numbers. Your phone knows everything you do. Um, And so, yes. So getting... If you realize that you've got an issue with being way too much on your phone on social media, mm-hmm. then you've got to set those boundaries. Yeah. And in fact, I'm pretty sure there's settings you can turn on or apps you can download yeah. to do this, but it basically blocks you from getting on social media or at certain times of the day. Mm-hmm. Like you're only allowed to get on your Instagram between 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's great. And then, and, or you literally set yourself a timer, right? Or if you're using social media for your business, I know it's a whole different ball game because then it becomes literally a money-making tool. Right. But you treat it maybe like, okay, from this day, you know, every day from two to three o'clock in the afternoon, that's when I'm on our social accounts, checking messages, updating the newest posts, blah, 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 whatever that looks like, or just set yourself like a time block to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because what ends up happening, not only are you just so tuned in on your phone, that you're not actually having deep, meaningful relationships with those loved ones around you. Yep. But then you are consuming the things off of your phone. Mm-hmm. So whether that's the latest news, the latest trends, the latest whatevers, and then you start comparing yourself and analyzing yourself based off of those. Mm-hmm. So the influencers you follow on TikTok, 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 <laughs> or whatever, there's probably going to be a TikTok soon. Who knows? <laughs> there. And all the things then, you know, you're like, oh, well, she's, she redesigned her house. Now I want to redesign mine or right. she's got the latest blah, blah, blah. Now I want the latest blah, blah, blah. Well, do you really need all that stuff? No, you don't. You end up wasting time, money, and energy that you don't need to be. And so creating that boundary in today's world, because everything and everybody is on social media mm-hmm. is a hundred percent challenging. And yeah. I am sitting here saying this to myself is as much as I oh, am absolutely. to all of y'all, because I'm sure if you checked my weekly screen time, it's appalling <sighs> at the moment. Um, yeah. So it's something I'm going to really try to work better at um, for sure. Yeah. So I think like, I think there's two aspects of it. It's the the boundaries for how much time you are plugged in. Yeah. Whether that is on social media or watching TV or yeah. whatever, just any of that screen time, computer yeah. time, whatever it is. Um, I think that's part of it. And then it's the boundaries around the content that you're mm. pers- per- mm-hmm. like actually consuming. consuming. Yeah. Um, because I know that, you know, it. there's a lot of people that I follow on social media that I, I just love. Like I either love the tips and shit. Ch- um, tri- oh goodness gracious. <laughs> you can tell it's the afternoon when we're recording this yeah. tips and tricks of like that they're sharing yeah. or, um, I just, yeah, I'm, or I'm just getting a lot of value out of what they're posting. So I like to stay up to date with it, Yeah. but then there's the other side of it where it's like, they're pushing a product or they're talking about, they just bought this or they're on this trip or whatever. And so it just, it's easy to like, like you said, just be like, Oh, well I don't have that. Or I want that now. Or I never, yeah. yeah, You know? So I think part of this boils down to like going back to like what we said about relationships is your values. Mm -hmm. Like if you're, if you value, um, you know, time spent outdoors, but you're, and so you're just, but you're consuming all this time on your, your laptop and computer, then, then those values don't align. Right of how you're spending your time versus what you're saying is really important to you. Right. And so I think that's, again, 
really an essential part of setting your boundaries and know what those boundaries should look like for you personally. Cause they're all going to be different for each of us. Oh, for sure. Um, cause like you said, maybe your job is tied to social media. Right. Um, and so you have to be on social media. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't set time outside of that to, mm-hmm. you know, decompress and do what's good for you. Oh, a hundred percent. And then even digging, like going another layer of this is I think of like when you were talking, I kept thinking of like Pinterest parties and the Pinterest moms. Yes. And not only that, but I think I like, obviously you and I've been married for a little while now. Well, you and I have not well, been married. We are not married. In a, in a, in a friendship sort of way. Yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> did you just propose, Abigail? I'm sorry. <laughs> this is really a proposal show. No, I'm just um, Caitlin and I have been married to our separate husbands for some time. I don't know how else to say that now. Great. Um, but social media wasn't like, okay, I got married nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Social media, that was when Instagram, like you just like did the cool Instagram filter of like your dog laying in the grass right. or something silly, right? Or like your fruit or something. I don't know, right? So it wasn't like like getting married in today's time with how social media is and like not just getting married, but planning a party, doing anything like a major milestone. Mm-hmm. And it, you want it to be Instagrammable worthy, right? Right. You want to have like, what's the latest thing trend these days is have an Instagram backdrop at a party of Mm -hmm. any kind, whether that's a wedding, a birthday party, an engagement party, a work, whatever, like an anniversary, something. Right. And it's like, if all you're thinking about is when you're planning an event that could be a momentous life-changing event, let's say getting married, right? The most important part of your wedding day is the fact that you got married and you spent time with loved ones celebrating that moment. Right. Not the greatest social media scene, the greatest Insta backdrop at the wedding and Mm -hmm. all that. So you can imagine if you set the boundaries and you said, you know what? All I care about at my wedding is the fact I got married Mm -hmm. and I have a, I've hired a professional photographer to take the photos I want to relive those memories. But you know what? I just don't, I'm not going to pick up my phone. I'm not going to post my own photos until like well after my honeymoon, all that. Can you imagine how much more plugged in you could probably be to that moment of your day Mm -hmm. rather than worrying about like how cute do the bridesmaids dresses look with the flowers and all that? I mean, yes, you want it to all look nice. Don't get me wrong. But if you've set the boundary to that not be a priority, then it's going to be so much more meaningful and you're going to value the moment so much more. And my husband and I talk about this all the time. We were somewhere... Not too long ago, I don't remember where. Oh, we were. It was Fourth of July. We were watching fireworks mm-hmm. in our little town, and I never pulled my phone out because who? Let's be real. You film fireworks, and you're never watching that video again. Yeah. So why even film it? Right. But literally every family member around us are all the like not our personal family, but all these other families around us in the parking lot where we're watching these fireworks. Everyone's taking millions of photos, watch you know, videoing the fireworks, and not a single person is actually just sitting there watching the fireworks. Right. And my husband's like, what if they all just put their phone down and enjoyed the moment? Yeah. And the actual moment. Yeah, which kind of reminds me of when we had um goodness, oh Hope Helms on the podcast mm-hmm. and she was talking about like thinking through about your senses to kind of create those memories yeah. and like how you, you feel and the smells and the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the textures and all that, like when you're absorbing a moment. Right. Yeah. And I think like when you're just pulling out your screen and filming something or taking photos, you're, that, you're not living in it. And, and that video and that, um, photo, they're not going to capture 
how you felt in that moment. Mm-mm. No. And it's not going to capture, you know, the joy that you felt. Mm-hmm. Sure, maybe the photo will remind you of that. Sure. But again, like, are you, yeah. Like, are you just, living in the moment? Are yeah. you actually watching the fireworks? Are you watching the fireworks through a screen right. when you could be watching them with your own two eyes right there and exactly. get way more out of it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think that's like such a huge reminder. And I I challenge everybody listening today, the next time you're in any public outing, right, where there's say it's a fireworks show, or you're at a wedding, a party, Mm -hmm. a concert, something like that, or or go to your town's little fair and festival. Don't pull out your phone, maybe take one or two photos. Sure, if you want to remember your day. But I challenge you for at least an hour of wherever you're at is to not pull out your phone Mm -hmm. at all. But look at how many other phones are out in the way. Yep. When you go to a concert these days. Oh, yeah. You can't even see the musician half the time because all yeah. the phones are in your way. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm just saying? Yeah. Like, and let's be real. If you film so-and-so's three songs in a row, your three favorite songs, have you honestly ever gone back and watched those? Right. On your phone? No. Because I've done that and I've deleted it to save up space for something else right let alone like the the whole idea of going to the concert is to enjoy the music and the experience of it like and and then you're going to record it and then just sit on your phone and watch it again as opposed to like go out and like go enjoy another concert you know what I mean like it just seems very backwards in general it does it does and so as as amazing as technology is and as much as people utilize it for really good things, right? Building great businesses, connecting to their friends and all that kind of stuff. Literally having a computer in your pocket or in your purse is like just an, an imaginary or an, a great accomplishment in itself yeah. according for, for technology. But like, it's also been one of our biggest downfalls. Yeah. I, I full heartedly believe. Yeah, for sure. And I'm a victim of it myself. I've done that a million times. Mm-hmm. I've had, you know, a friend or my husband look at me like, get off your phone, like enjoy this moment. I'm like, right. Oh yeah, 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 right. You're right. Yeah. We're as, as while we are the most connected, you know, world we've ever been in because of, you know, mm-hmm. just how you can talk to anyone at any point, any part of the world. Um, right. we are, we feel the least, least connected, connected than we ever have. Exactly. And so I think that, yeah. That's a reminder. We could obviously talk about this forever because <laughs> um, we're a little bit passionate about trying to unplug, unplug, even though we're not perfect at it. But exactly. yeah, just take a moment to see, like, yeah, just take, you know, 10 minutes, go on Instagram and maybe you need to unfollow a bunch of people. Yeah. Go I, for it. Go I've for done it before it. and it's been like, delete, 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 delete. delete, delete. It's like and purging your closet. Yeah. It makes you feel real good. Yeah. Hey, maybe you need to cancel your Netflix. Yeah. Think about that. Like it's a lot you, of time that you. It's a lot of time. Yeah. yeah, it's only seventeen dollars a month or whatever it is. But think about the time, the time resource it takes away from yeah. you. Just think of how many board games you could play, how many mm-hmm. books you could read, how much more sleep you could get. How much sleep you up could get? Two a.m. on Netflix. Yeah, I mean, we're all guilty of it. But yeah. it's something I've definitely thought of. Yeah, um, is canceling some of those. So yeah, when it comes to digital screen, phone, all that kind of stuff, really. I would say challenge number one is evaluate what you're currently doing, right? Mm -hmm. Don't change anything just for like a week, like track on your phone, how much time you're on social apps or YouTube or watching TV off your phone or Mm -hmm. watching TV in your house um, and see and add up that time for a week and think about all those things you keep saying, oh, if I only had time, I would do X. If I only had time, I would do Y. Well, add up that screen time. Well, okay. What if you removed, say, a quarter of it? Does that give you 30 more minutes a day to do that workout or to do that meditation Mm -hmm. or to, 
you know, make a home cooked meal with your family or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty shocking when you really sit down and think about how much time we're all on our screens. Yep, exactly. That's why I love podcasts, honestly, because you can listen to them while you're doing other things, making dinner, going for a walk. You're not like having to stare at your screen while you're right plugged in. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. So listen to podcasts. podcasts. (laughs) This is our, this is our advocation for that. Yeah. Hi friends. I just want to take a quick moment and thank today's sponsor, Flash Marketing Solutions. Flash Marketing Solutions provides full service website and marketing solutions. They focus on your website so you can focus on your core business. I'll be honest with you, friends. When we first started The Gutsy Truth, the idea of building a website sounded super fun, but quickly became a daunting task. But thanks to Flash Marketing Solutions, they got our website built, freeing up hours of our time to focus on the podcast. If you're ready to be gutsy and need a website for your business or blog or whatever you're hoping to do, we recommend Flash Marketing Solutions. Visit flashmarketingsolutions.com slash gutsy for more information. That's flashmarketingsolutions.com slash gutsy. And right now, all new website clients get the first year of hosting for free. Thank you so much, Flash Marketing Solutions. If you are enjoying the podcast and want to support our mission to empower and inspire people everywhere, we would love for you to consider becoming a Patreon member. By supporting us on Patreon, you are helping us to continue to create valuable content and build a supportive community for listeners like you who are choosing to live a gutsy life. Visit thegutsytruth.com slash support to learn more. Um, Okay, so the next one, we'll get off the digital. Um, Boundaries at work. Yep. Yeah, I think there's a couple of couple aspects of this. I think part of it is, um, the boundaries that you set around the time that you are at work Mm -hmm. and the time that you're at home. Agreed. Um, and so much of that is dependent on what kind of job you have, whether that's a typical nine to five, whether that is a, um, 40 hour week, whether that's part-time, whether that is maybe, yeah, shift work, four tens, whatever. It's all going to look different, right? There's no perfect solution for everyone out there. That's going to be one size fit all, but it's just the matter of, are you able to unplug and turn off your work brain when Mm -hmm. you're home? Um, when you're technically not on the clock. Right. Um, I think that is something that you and I kind of had to really, we had to really fail at it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think part of that was just new in our, like being young in our careers and being Mm -hmm. overachievers and being, um, like wanting to stay on top of it and just, and that's a topic for a whole other. Yeah. And just going above and beyond, like truly that's what it was. Like that's where it came from. But I know our dear husbands were like (laughs) to both of us in different ways. Uh We like, you need to stop. You need to turn your brain off. You need to not look at your phones. You need to not answer emails after hours, all that stuff. And so, um, I would say now, well, obviously, you know, you ditched the W2 and I'm still normal <laughs> nine to five, but I think like we, we learned, um, over time, just the importance of what it meant just to completely unplug at the yeah. end of the day. Um, as simple as like turn, taking your work email off your phone, mm-hmm. um, is a great thing. Like, um, I, I still have my work email off my phone, but on weekends, like it's very simple on the Gmail app where you can just like t- take it off for right. the weekend. And yeah. so I'll just turn it off for the weekend. That way yeah. I'm like less tempted right. to actually look at my email. And yeah. that's a simple thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's a really important part of it too. I think also like if you've got 
people that you supervise, um, it's not bothering them after hours Mm -hmm. unless it's an emergency or something like that. You can, if you need to contact them after hours and they need to see it first thing in the morning to send an email for them to look at when they, you know, open their inbox or whatever. But like, I think it's really important not to like text them, even if it's a fun relate, not work related thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and they might feel like pressured to respond. Right. Um, I think that's just another healthy boundary as well. Yeah. And I like, let me tell you something, everyone listening, Caitlin and I crashed and burned hardcore. We learning. did. Did we do that, Abigail? Yes, yeah, we, we did. did. <laughs> I think I saw some scars somewhere. Yeah. To prove it. Some, some road we rash did or something. Do that. Yeah. We crashed hard when, when learning this boundary. Mm-hmm. I think this was one of those life lessons that we had to learn the really hard way. Yeah. In, in like Caitlin mentioned, like we, our husbands were like, you've got to stop. You've got mm-hmm. to stop. And at the time we're like, y'all are crazy. You don't understand. Now we totally know what they mean. But we went through that season and realized it's not worth it for a mm-hmm. lot of things. And let's be real, the the job that I was doing slash Caitlin's doing, like in the the industry we're in, it's not a life or death situation. Right. So if that email doesn't get sent until Monday morning, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, there's moments of urgencies and whatnot, but normally that's be, like everyone knows the whole team is on the same page, that kind of thing. Right. But 99% of most 9 to 5 corporate America jobs, unless you're like a first responder or a doctor or alignment or something like that. It's not a life or death situation. Right. And so, yeah, like Caitlin mentioned, uh, literally turning your email notifications off completely is like step one. That was just like a huge step for me. So you're not constantly getting dinged at ding, ding, ding. Um, and then not checking in all the time. And the biggest one, I think that a lot of people in America, Americans, I should say are awful at is vacation. Yep. A, taking it, but B, they're like, I'm on vacation, but don't worry, you can still text me even though I'm on like this cruise ship off in the Caribbean and I really don't want to be bothered. But if it's an emergency, text me. Yeah. I'm like, no, just be like, I'm unavailable. You will heal back for me when I get back to my office. If you have an issue, call the number, the main office line and someone at my office will help you. Yep. Like, don't feel guilty to be like, I'm on vacation. No. I got a, I got a pina colada and I'm on a boat somewhere. Right. Go away. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Like it's totally okay. And so like being okay with that. And again, that's a lesson we had to really learn over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think too, this is, this could be a whole other podcast topic before I get off on a soapbox here, but <laughs> society and again, going back to the phone, like I've heard, and I'm curious what the, our listeners think, because I've heard some people say because of today's technology, the, the user of the phone has the power to turn on and off notifications whenever they want, right? Mm -hmm. Your phone has work mode, home mode, do not disturb mode, all that stuff. Right. But I still think it's still somewhat the responsibility of the sender to some degree when it comes to work. Like you mentioned, if you're a manager or supervisor of some sort, even though, you know that your employees are whatever, like if you try not to send emails after hours, right. Even though that's why when you work, if that's when you decide to work and I don't know, I'm, I'm still stuck on this cause I can see it from both perspectives. And so give me your thoughts, Caitlin, but yeah. like as a manager, I understand like if you've set the precedent to your team going, I really, really mean it. Meaning like I might be emailing you at 10 o'clock at night because that's when my brain is just working and mm-hmm. I choose to do that. 
And so on one hand, I appreciate if a manager is upfront about that, right? And they're like, I'm not expecting you to respond, only respond in normal office hours. I will text you if it's an emergency kind of a thing. Cool. But as being on the opposite side of that, I also was like, I, that made me feel like a slacker, so to speak. When my manager was up at 10 o'clock at night, even though logically I know that's their decision to be up working Mm -hmm. after hours and I'm not required to, but there's this like looming guilt in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of validity in what you're saying. I think part of it is you can say something, but sometimes your actions speak Speak louder. louder. I think that's part of it. Yeah. Um, Because... Personally, like when there's, and this is what I do and it might be silly for me to say it, but like if I am going to do work after hours and it's going to be email communication that my team or coworkers Mm -hmm. are going to see, I honestly will schedule it to send at like 8am in the morning. Mm, That's smart. Because to me that shows about like I'm choosing to work late. Sure. And I don't want them, if they're choosing to look at their email in the evening, I don't want them to see that email that Mm -hmm. I sent at eight o'clock at night and feel like they need to respond. Right. I like sending it like you can schedule to sending an email, right? Like it's not a big deal. But to me that communicates, Hey, I sent this at eight o'clock in the morning, not eight o'clock at night. And to me, it, maybe it's, maybe it's not I really, yeah, I see. That I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's not actually saying something, but I think as, especially as a leader in, um, in the workspace, mm-hmm. I think you can say something, it, but to me, modeling it yeah. goes a different way. And I think oh, that's 100%. part of it with vacation too. Like if you're the supervisor or the boss or whatever, and you're on vacation, like you, answering your email the whole time, yeah. or communicating. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of that is have you built a team and a system and structures and procedures for your team to thrive while you're not in the office? Yeah. I think that's another boundary itself is like you've set up the structure mm-hmm. for them to be like to know what to do without you there. Yeah. And also to empower them. The, the, the boss is gone, but they feel empowered to yeah. do things or make decisions or or know what the threshold is for them to break that boundary and contact you. Right. Like there's. Right. We could. Yeah, we could go yeah. on and there's on about this. Other thing. We so. Could, yeah. So, yeah. So for me personally, I try to model what I would like to see. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, and so that's why I just I'll just yeah schedule. um an email to go out, yeah. you know, like the next day. The yeah. 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 So it's, it's still coming across as office hours. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sure everyone has different approaches, mm-hmm. but for me, that's, that's what, again, it might be, maybe it's silly, but it makes sense to me. No, I really like, I personally like that. And speaking of communication like that, um, I know too, what was a helpful trick for me was clearly communicate. Cause obviously like hybrid work is still definitely a thing or mm-hmm. remote work or yeah. whatever. And, um, you know, some offices have a lot of great flexibility or whatever. So even if it's like, Hey, I have a dentist appointment, make sure it's on your calendar. So your team knows if they're like the world's falling and it's nine o'clock and then they open your calendar and it's like, Oh, she's in the middle of a dentist appointment. She can't yeah. answer right yeah. now. Right. But even things like, I remember there were some days I'd work from home because of a sick kiddo or something, or, you know, say the AC repairman's supposed to show up. So like you, as the person that's changing your schedule, make sure you've clearly communicated to your team. Right. Like, Hey, I am at home and here's the parameters of how I'm able to work today. It's mm-hmm. like, it's me by myself because I'm just waiting on the AC guy. Totally call, email me, text me normal times, like right. normal work hour times. Or there's times to be like, I'm home with a kid 
And so you can still contact me. I'm just probably going to be pretty delayed in getting back to you and might not actually like really answer, be answering things to like the end of the day or during a nap time or something right. like that. Right. So yeah, I think those boundaries too are also clearly communicating both aspects right. of like, I'm either out of the office, don't call me, or I am out of the office, but here's the parameters you can expect to get a hold of me. Yeah. 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 I think that's all really important. Yeah. Yeah, so this work one, I'm sure we'll go into a deep dive on mm-hmm. some, I don't even know what to call, like, the whole topic, work, professional <laughs> life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because there's a lot we've gotten really wrong and a lot we've learned from that that I know we would love to share with everybody. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so our last category of boundaries is self-care and personal boundaries. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing to me with this is, like we mentioned in the intro to this, is if you don't set boundaries – it's almost like you're not respecting yourself as right. an individual. Right. So you've got to almost kind of like look at yourself from a third party perspective, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to talk to Abigail as another Abigail, as another Abigail kind of thing. It's like, hey, Abigail, knock, knock, let's talk. Um, and so, yeah, the personal boundaries to me, it's it's the biggest part about respecting yourself to take care of yourself yep. and to take time for yourself. Because again, if you don't take care of yourself, health, wellness, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all the above, Mm -hmm. then you can't show up as the best version of yourself for you, which means you for sure cannot show up as the best version for anybody else in your life that may need you or want you in their life. Right. And that takes a lot of work. That could take some deep dive with a counselor or a therapist Mm -hmm. um, and going through some potential past traumas. That could be, I mean, that could be an array of things that you have to work on Um, some people, especially women don't know how to just rest Mm -hmm. and truly rest and not feel guilty about it. Mm -hmm. I also think the age of social media and society makes people feel like resting is a bit of a failure because you, you you know, according to the time-lapse video, that person cleaned their whole house in five minutes. So (laughs) why can't I, you know? So it's like, it's just this unrealistic point of view about life. And I think we just need to break that. Yep. The reality is some days if you can just wake up and get dressed and feed you and your family, that is a win because you don't have the mental capacity, the energy or whatever to do much else. Right. And be okay with that. Right. I mean, obviously you want to work on being consistent because that's your best stability for life as a whole, but you're going to have days where you're on cloud nine and you're going to have days where you're like crawling (laughs) on the floor trying to just make the basics work. Right. But again, taking time for yourself is the biggest one and filling your bucket with things that bring you joy. Yep. Because if you just work your whole life away and never take time for yourself and you get to the end of your road in your 90s, 100s, 100 and whatever's, who knows by the time we're age. We're, we're living a long life, Abigail. Who <laughs> <laughs> knows what to, 150s, whatever that time frame looks like. If all you said was, well, yeah, I had this, you know, I worked, but I have nothing to accomplish, like to show for that. Mm-hmm. I had a great family, but again, like, uh, yeah, they're having a great family is a huge accomplishment. But if like you never found a hobby or if something that brought you joy, that was just for you, mm-hmm. then that's, that's not living to yeah. life to the fullest. No, that's exactly. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. Yeah. I think, yeah. Finding that vitamin joy, like Dr. Leanne Rushing talks about, I mm-hmm. think is just so important. And you know, self-care, personal boundaries, like that could be, that could be daily. That could be weekly. That's whatever season you're in. Like if you're, if your, you know, boundary is like, okay, every 
third Saturday of the month, I'm going in to get a 60 minute massage, like whatever it's going to be. Like I have that life. Yeah. Or, or maybe it's just like, okay, at the end of the day, I'm going on a 20 minute walk or, right. you know, it, there's so many different things. It's just kind of figuring out what's the thing that's going to refuel you, mm-hmm. um, fill your bucket and just help you be able to show up, you know, like we've as said, as your best self. Yeah. And don't feel guilty about taking the time. Right. So if you have a spouse, if you have kids or you're taking care of elderly parents or something of that nature, mm-hmm. like I need my 20 minutes of personal time just as much as my husband needs 20 or 30 minutes of quiet time to himself. Yeah. And honestly, there's times my five-year-old daughter says, mommy, can I just sit down and color for a few minutes quietly? And that's her version of she just needs some quiet mm-hmm. space to do her own little thing right? for five or ten minutes or whatever. And so I'm trying to help show her that that's just as important as building relationships and having fun and doing all the other things about right. life is it's okay to have ten minutes of just quiet time. Yeah. Take, you know. So I think the thing with all of these different areas of setting boundaries is I think the value part has been mm-hmm. huge of like understanding your values and taking a step back and say, okay, what actually is important to me and what do I want to be spending my time doing? Yeah. Or if, or understanding what the, what you don't want to be is, spending your time right. doing, Which right? Which is just as valuable. Just as valuable. Finding out what you do want to do. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a huge aspect of it. And I think the communication side of it is really part of it too because you can set some boundaries like okay I'm I you know only want to dedicate you know an hour of my time with so and so that's Mm -hmm. great but if you don't communicate that to them on the front end or you know the simplest thing is as in meetings like hey you know just just so you know I've got a meeting or an appointment across town at you know an hour and a half from now I have to leave at this time like that's a simple way of setting a boundary of like here I'm here for you for this amount of time but I have to go at this time because I have another commitment right so I think speaking up communicating your boundaries Mm -hmm. um trying to do that ahead of time I think that's part of being gutsy and advocating for yourself um all of that is huge because again you can set these boundaries all day long but if you're not communicating to them and or or getting someone to help you with them as well right whether that's a spouse or a partner or a co-worker to be like remind you of them or help you you know maintain them yeah then you're you're, you're never gonna um have them as a consistent habit no exactly oh 100 percent agree yeah it's just it takes daily practice yeah to learn how to set these boundaries and sometimes it could literally be the smallest thing mm-hmm. like I'm going to wake up five minutes earlier so I have five minutes to drink my cup of coffee or cup of tea alone before anybody needs anything mm-hmm. from me. And by golly, I'm going to stick to those five minutes. Yeah. And that helps. And then that five minutes can turn into something else. You've got to build that confidence, too, to get you. You can't, like, you know, if you've never put any boundaries, you can't all of a sudden say, like, no, <laughs> don't yeah. come at me. Right. Like, you just, like, you've got to take sometimes those baby steps to build your confidence to be able to then say, you know what? No, I am on vacation. I have my email res- auto response on. My team knows what they should be doing. Yep. I've turned my email off my phone and I'm sorry, I'm on a boat in the Caribbean and I'm not paying for the cell service. Right. So deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you've got to get there. Right. But that's a beautiful place to finally get to that point because then it frees up so much emotional baggage off yep. of you knowing that 
you know, in a work scenario, A, things are taken care of, or in a personal scenario, I have stepped away because this is better for me or my family, you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes boundaries are for your whole family too. Right. Right. Doing or not doing things. So I think all of this is just to say like it, it can start with the littlest of things Mm -hmm. and it can grow over time Mm -hmm. and you end up finding out what is your biggest value and what brings you the most peace and the most joy in your life. Exactly. Exactly. So I guess our encouragement for today is, is there a specific area that you want to set some boundaries? Mm-hmm. Um, I would start with one, you know, some yeah. baby steps, start with one and figure out what, what that's going to look like for you and communicate that to someone who's a part of that situation or scenario. Um, and, and just make it happen and see what happens and see how you feel. And I hope that you feel better about it. Um, Maybe you feel guilty at first, but hopefully over time you'll see the result of you standing up, being gutsy and setting some boundaries. I love it. It was a great conversation. Yeah, it was so much fun. Well, I hope this was helpful for you guys today. So thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Gutsy Truth. We are so thankful to have you here with us, and we hope today's episode was helpful and inspiring. Until next time, we encourage you to learn more at thegutsytruth.com, and we'd really appreciate it if you left a review on today's episode on your podcast streaming platform of choice. If you are enjoying the podcast and want to support our mission to empower and inspire people everywhere, we would love for you to consider becoming a Patreon member. By supporting us on Patreon, you are helping us to continue to create valuable content and build a supportive community for listeners like you who are choosing to live a gutsy life. Visit thegutsytruth.com support to learn more. And until next time, that's the gutsy truth. <laughs>